0: From the basement of the Bob and Tom Studios, it's That Josh Arnold Podcast. Well, hello there. Oh, my goodness, so glad to have you back here on Christmas week. How about that? Boy, just a couple days away. What a good time to... Well, to enjoy yourself, and I'm glad you're here to enjoy yourself with me. Uh, You're going to like this week's show, I I think. uh, Boy, tremendous guest, that's for sure. Just a a terrific get, as they say. Not sure how we did it, but we pulled it off. That's right, this week's guest is you! It's you! And my goodness, will you, will you get a load of you? Look at you. You look, you look great. I hope you're feeling well. And I hope you're enjoying the holiday season and that you're ready for uh, Christmas. And if you celebrate something other than that, I hope you're having a great time. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad that you took some time out to, to sit with me this uh, week. We have a very fine sponsor and a sponsor that's very fitting for this time of year. This week's sponsor: a warm blanket. Oh my goodness, it's a little chilly out. You, you, you settle down inside and wrap yourself up in a a nice warm blanket. Maybe you watch some TV or do a little reading, or uh, heck, you climb into bed with or without somebody, and ah, oh, just uh, really soak in that that warmth. Ideally, your blanket is soft. Uh, maybe you like it heavy. You know, sort of a um, security type thing, or maybe you like a lighter blanket. Either way, the key to this blanket is warmth, and uh, I want to thank uh, a warm blanket for sponsoring. And why don't you enjoy a warm blanket sometime this week? Uh- <laughs> I'm really good, I think, at selling these things, and uh, it's a shame that they're not real. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's—oh, uh, my gosh, look at this. I, I say we get right to it. We uh, go ahead and uh, hop on board and, uh, well, make our way into Vocabulary Station. All right. Oh, I can see that somebody's running alongside the train there I wanted to hop on board. You can make it. Yeah. All right, some uh, nice gentleman helped her, helped her up on under uh, <clears throat> the train. Well, uh, <laughs> in vocabulary station, uh, well, we celebrate words that aren't often celebrated, and uh, well, uh, most likely they're forgotten. And this is one that you can absolutely use this week. It's it's you could probably guess what it is just based on um, how it's pronounced and and spelled. It's a noun. And it's habitude, habitude, yes. And, uh, well, the first five letters are the word habit, followed by U-D-E, habitude. All it means is uh, customary behavior or maybe a customary procedure. So um, when you first uh, arrive at an airport, uh, it would be your habitude to go through security, that sort of thing. Uh, well, all right. Uh, more personally, every morning when I come into the Bob and Tom studios, my habitude is to make a uh, green tea for myself. So, habitude and just a customary behavior and uh, I think there are a lot of customs and, and uh, traditions around this time of year. I'll be talking about some coming up. So, you could absolutely use this word this week and, and, and uh, I invite you to. Habitude. Last week's podcast, I talked a lot, uh, primarily about my favorite Christmas films. And uh, the feedback's been great. I uh, appreciate everybody uh, letting me know. Uh, I was worried that uh, you wouldn't necessarily enjoy hearing me uh, wax rhapsodic about uh, (laughs) movies. Um, You know, it's not not Terribly compelling uh, content, but you all seem to like it, and uh, I, I really appreciate. it. If you didn't, uh, I'm glad that you came back for this uh, this episode. That's that's totally fine. Um, but uh, some some good points here uh, that you that you all made that I want to bring up now. Uh, first off, I did mention uh, <laughs> uh, I had a question about the premise of a cable Christmas movie. Um where a young woman is doing a DNA test, and she finds out that she's 50% Jewish. And I thought, well, that's how could one's DNA tell you something like that? Well, I, uh, A, forgot that I'm an idiot, and B, um, forgot that uh, there aren't just DNA tests out there. There are ancestry websites out there that uh, can tell you who your ancestors are, and of course those would... Let you know if you were uh, a certain percentage uh, Jewish. So thank you for those of you who wrote in and and filled me in on that. You're absolutely right. Uh, the premise is not flawed. Uh, my knowledge is so. <laughs> um, so yes. Also, uh, boy, you 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 guys gave me some some good movies um, to uh, think about in terms of what to watch. Uh, You know, in December or around Christmas time, uh, one movie that I did not talk about, it wasn't on my list, but my gosh, is it a, I mean, it's huge. I don't know how I failed to mention it. A Christmas Story. It's such a classic um, and the favorite of many. I'll be honest, it's, uh, I don't think I can say it's a favorite of mine. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a good movie. And uh, it's certainly one that I watched growing up every year. I mean, my family, we just everybody. It was a it was well, it was a a habitude to watch a Christmas story around Christmas. And here's my thing. I, I get it gives me a weird feeling. There's something off for me with that movie. I don't know if it's. Almost everything about it, I, I don't. I don't think it's as warm as I want it to be, or as uh, as as like full of heart. I think it's. I think it's kind of weird, and it's there's something about the tone and the literal tone, like the the colors of the movie that are off putting to me. I don't think it's bad by any means. It's just. I don't feel great when I watch it. I don't know. Some, there's something about it that's off. There are other movies like that. Alice in Wonderland and Pinocchio have always given, the Disney versions of those, have always given me this weird feeling where I, I, I'm just not comfortable. And there's something about A Christmas Story that uh, I, I'm just not, uh, Willy Wonka is another one of those movies. Uh, I just There's something about them that's off for, for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's interesting to note that A Christmas Story was directed by the same guy who his name's Bob Clark. Uh he he directed my, one of my favorite uh Christmas horror films called Black Christmas, which is really creepy. And he also his most successful movie probably was Porky's. The same guy that directed A Christmas Story directed Porky's, uh which is by I mean that's the polar opposite of uh, a family film Um, he was actually a pretty great I I, I mean a a good director Um, as I I, I mean at the very least he was varied in his storytelling skills so Uh, anyway I uh, I know it's uh, you know Christmas story is uh, pretty uh, sacrosanct um, but it's just not on my list of favorites even though I do think it's good others uh, uh you wrote in saying that uh well what about how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey that's another movie I, that i think jim carrey's performance is stellar it makes me laugh a lot i think he's really really funny and i think he's uh, he was perfectly cast but that movie to me is just is there's an ugliness to it it's very brash and um and weird angles and harsh colors and stuff. So it just doesn't it didn't it didn't make my list for those reasons. And then uh, these movies uh the following are all sort of non-traditional Christmas movies that you all enjoy and uh I've watched them before and yes, I, I liked them, but they're not on my uh they're not something I'll watch every December, but I I really appreciate that you guys appreciate them. One is called Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck and Charlie's uh, Theron, uh and th- somebody wrote in saying hey Die Hard gets all the um sort of action movie uh cred around Christmas time but Reindeer Games certainly should be considered and uh, I think he's right it's a fun movie Gary Sinise pl- is, plays a really good heavy and it's uh it's fun and then uh, another action uh, on her majesty on her majesty's secret service uh, the bond movie starring um Oh hell! I forget the guy's name, but he he uh, only did one Bond movie. Why can't I remember it? Well, that's unfortunate. He's actually a pretty good Bond at the time. He was widely disliked, but uh, over time, it's become more appreciated. And uh, there was a uh, you know what the name of the guy is going to hit me like when I'm driving home or whatever, and it'll be that's that's annoying. But uh, (laughs) uh, another. Uh, well, it's, I guess, yeah, it's, I would say non-traditional. It's called Rare Exports and that's a wild flick. It's a kind of a darker Christmas movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it absolutely, I mean, more along the lines of like Krampus or something like that. Um, and, uh, there are a few of those like that where they, they, well, they, uh, show a darker side of the holiday and, but that's also a fun one if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I may have just sort of belched into the mic. Uh, if you didn't hear it, Jason, ignore all of this. If you did, perhaps we'll delete that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Thank you again for uh, your feedback from uh, the Christmas movie podcast I did. This week, um, oh, boy, I really do like the holidays, and uh, every year – I make it a point to read A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and uh, it may sound dry or boring. We all know the story, of course. I mean, there have been so many iterations of it, but particularly cinematically, and uh, I'm sure we all have our favorite versions. It was a story I did. I never used to really care that much about. I've always loved Scrooged, the Bill Murray version, but um, otherwise, I didn't really care. And then... Uh, I had read it in, uh, I don't know, elementary school or junior high or something. But I recently, maybe four or five years ago, decided, hey, I'm going to read this again and loved it. I I, fr- I didn't realize as a kid how funny it is. Actually, there there's a lot of humor in it. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's now become ha- habitude for me to... Uh, Uh, Or it's an habitude. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) Uh, every year I read it. it takes It takes me three or four hours or whatever. It's not a a terribly long book, but it's a chunk of the day, and I just love it. Um, If you've never read it, give it a shot. Um, It'll. It takes a little bit of work. It's you know, it's Dickens, but uh, man, it's it's well worth the trip. And anyway, that this year I haven't read that yet. I'm going to um, sometime this week. But what I did read uh, was something new to me, and well, it's what I enjoyed this week. Oh yes. Why not? Uh, why not imagine Ebenezer Scrooge? Oh no, you know what we should do. This isn't Ebenezer Scrooge walking down the street. Uh, this is one of the ghosts uh, <laughs> making his way to... Oh, oh, yep, there there he is. Heading right there to, to Scrooge's uh, home. Gonna wake him up and say, Hey, pal, you've got some lessons to learn here. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what I enjoyed this week wasn't a... Uh, well, I enjoyed many things, but... What I'd like to tell you about wasn't a novel like A Christmas Carol is, but a short story. I love short stories. They're such uh, an art, and they really are a different beast uh, than uh, a novel um, for for a few reasons. And Maybe I'll discuss that in a, a different podcast, but uh, uh, short stories. Somebody recently wrote in and said, hey, I, I would love to read more, but my attention span... Um, you you know, it, it, uh, sometimes I, I can't focus and I lose interest, but I would, what can you tell me? Maybe short, start with short stories. You know, they tend to be, um, well, they're, they're, they're shorter, (laughs) aren't they? (laughs) Uh, and, uh, you can find them in every genre. So Stephen King's got many short story collections. If you're into that thing, that kind of thing, and, boy some of them are just terrific uh, many uh, most most are terrific uh, but yeah anything sci-fi, drama, suspense crime any anything you can find in short stories so maybe start there and uh, work your way up to novels. So um the short story I read this week was one that I, I if I have read it if I'd read it before, I don't remember it. But I, uh, you know, when I, I, I buy, I read, I still, I'm still one of the uh, few people that read physical books. I don't have a Kindle or anything like that. i, I um certainly not opposed to them. And I, in fact, I, I bet I would enjoy having one. But I just love the feel of a book and I love um, the smell of a book and, uh, and all that. So I t- typically take books um, uh, when I fly. And I, I think I would even I would do that even if I did have a Kindle because I hate uh, – I totally get why we go through TSA and all of that. And and I'm fine with taking my shoes off and all of that. I get it. Whatever it takes to uh, keep – help keep bad things from happening, I'm, I'm fine with. But uh, a book, I don't have to do anything special with, um, whereas with a Kindle or a laptop or whatever you do. So I, I still just bring physical books with me to the airport and on airplanes. Yeah. Um, and this book I bought at uh, an airport because uh, I'd forgotten whatever book it was that I was reading at home. But And I also knew that uh, I didn't want to start like a full novel. So I got this book of short stories. It was the complete stories of Truman Capote. And this week uh, I had read a, a few of them on that flight and everything. And then I had kind of put the book in my library and forgotten about it. But I was always aware of a short story of his that I, I wanted to read, and I thought, well, what better week to read it than this? The story is called A Christmas Memory, and some of you may be familiar with it. Um, boy, it's uh it can't be longer than 15 pages or so. But what what a wallop it packs. I mean, this story is so lovely and and so rich and uh Well, ultimately, uh, heartbreaking, I just loved it. A Christmas Memory by Truman Capote, Uh, most famous for writing Breakfast at Tiffany's and uh, the the true crime magnum opus In Cold Blood. And uh, he wrote many short stories. This one was published in 1956 in Mademoiselle magazine, Um, and... I think this is now something I'm going to read every Christmas. It's, it really floored me. It's, it's fairly autobiographical. I, I I read, um, it's about a seven year old boy who lives in a, a fairly busy household with different relatives. And one of his distant cousins is a 60, you know, 60 something year old woman, but they're kind of best friends. um, She's somewhat of an outcast in the family, and it seems that he sort of is too. And I, I certainly got the impression that she was uh, the oldest person in the house and he was the youngest. And so they, they were both kind of ignored. and they, they bonded and they have uh, a very sweet relationship. And the young man, um, he uh, has these fond memories, a couple in particular. Of the Christmas season with, with uh, his distant cousin, who he refers to as um, her, his best friend, and they make fruit cakes together. Uh, she makes fruit cakes for uh, she makes like thirty of them, and uh, all year they scrape their money together and uh, they save it, and then they go buy all the ingredients, and they have to go buy whiskey. For, uh, because it's an ingredient in the fruit cakes, and so they go to this uh, family's house, and the gentleman is Native American, and he says, "Hey, I'll, uh, uh, yes, you you can buy this whiskey for two dollars." And they give him the money, and he goes, "You know what? Instead of this money, just go ahead and send me one of those fruit cakes." And that's what they do, and they have whiskey left over after they make all these fruit cakes, and they proceed to drink the rest of it, and. <laughs> They get in trouble because this sixty-year-old woman and uh, this seven-year-old boy are drunk, and the the family doesn't care for that at all. And there are a few other things that happen in the story. It's just sort of a recollection of this young man who's now in military school, just remembering these times. Uh, it may sound very slight to you, and it may sound um, well uninteresting or anything like that. But I assure you, it's 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 really really a lovely. Story. It can be read. I think it took me all of, boy, thirty minutes. Um, and so, a sitcom essentially. You, you, you've seen plenty of, you know, reruns. Why not? Uh, well, seek this story out and give it a shot. I sure enjoyed it, and I know I'm going to enjoy it again in the future. A Christmas Memory by Truman Capote. I have to warn you. I uh, I cried. I'm a I'm a crier. But I uh, so maybe have a tissue or two ha- handy um but it's uh it, it's not the kind of cry that will uh, bum you out it's it's um it's more of a it's a very it's a warm reading that story is a warm experience it's not a uh not a cold sad experience I, I, I if you if you do check it out let me know what you thought even if you didn't care for it just go you know what josh that was a miss all right uh but i don't think i think if you're the type of person who uh is intrigued by what i've said about this story and you do check it out you will end up liking it and that kind of brings me to what i would like to talk to you about this week uh christmas memories um you know that might seem a little on the nose given that the story i just talked about was called a christmas memory but some of you have written in and asked hey what were your Christmases like as a kid, and some have have written in more specifically what toys did you enjoy as a kid and what uh uh what activities things like that well christmas is um I have very fond memories of uh my childhood christmases every year was we had our uh our habitudes and we our traditions and everything and um they were always terrific. I, leading up to Christmas was always fun. That whole month of December, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, with my parents and three brothers um, in a small house in the suburbs. And um, uh, my older brother, Jeff, is is five years older than me. And then my younger brothers, John and Joe, they're each two years younger than... Um. So, John... <laughs> Uh, John is two years younger than than me, and then Joe is two years younger than John. So um, fairly close in age. and uh, boy, we did not have much money at all growing up. So for a while there, we had a, a very small house, and all four of us had the same bedroom. We had there were two sets of bunk beds, and we shared a room. <laughs> and then eventually, My parents ended up kind of building out the basement and added uh, two bedrooms down there. And um, we were able to split up a little bit more and get get our own space, Um, which is good because that was well when we were kind of in the teenage years. And uh, anyway, Uh, (laughs) so, yeah, but leading up to Christmas, we would do things. As a family, of course, we would watch all the television Christmas specials, and just love those. And we would make our uh, Christmas present lists, sort of uh, cautious, cautiously, cautiously uh, optimistic, knowing that. Uh, um, well, I you know the Santa Claus uh, days, we were always just optimistic. Um. When we were writing our lists for stuff that our parents would get us, we were cautiously optimistic knowing that, uh, you know, we uh, may not get everything we wanted. So, But we would do a lot of fun. Th- One of the big things, and uh, I'm sure this is a, something that, that many of you do to this day, we would all hop in the car and drive around and look at Christmas lights. We We would put up Christmas lights at our own house. But it was always fun to drive around the neighborhoods and see what everybody else was doing. And uh, it was a great time. I, I, I can still you, you know, we were all crowded, cramped in the back seat of some car, some what you know, one of the cars we had. And uh, I, I can still picture my parents up front and my mom. You know, looking out the window and sort of pointing things out to us, and my dad, uh, you know, it kind of just—I <laughs> think he liked it, but he didn't have much too much to say <laughs> about it. But I think he enjoyed that we were all enjoying it, and um, yeah, it, it was cool. I, I really hope that that still happens. It's something I'm still tempted to do. Is uh, you know, I'm going to take the long way home and uh, check out some of the Christmas lights and and see. <laughs> Uh, See what everybody else is doing. What a nice, nice thing. Man, I remember uh, and each year you would kind of go, oh, my gosh, what are those? Like um, at one point, Christmas lights, uh, man, when I was little, they were all kind of the fat, multicolored bulbs. And that was primarily what you saw. And then sometimes we would pull up to a house that had all tiny white bulbs and we just couldn't believe how classy that sort of looked. And now it was sort of a fancier sight. And then, uh, my gosh, if they didn't come out with lights that hung like icicles. Oh, boy, I remember my mom really getting a kick out of those. <laughs> anyway, just nice uh, nice little moments. And Christmas Eve was kind of the favorite uh, for, for me and I, and I think for, for my brothers as well. Uh, more so than Christmas morning. I mean, certainly uh, the excitement of Christmas morning, but here's what would happen on Christmas Eve every year. Uh, in the afternoon, we would go over to my grandparents' house, my mom's parents. And I always as it, when I was a kid, I always preferred going over there to my um, than I did going to my dad's parents. Because I had more in common with my mom's parents, uh, Grandma and Grandpa Starkey. They, uh, my Grandma Starkey, loved scary movies, and they loved uh, R-rated comedy and uh, <laughs> um, things like that. And I was way more; my interests were more aligned with theirs. I thought I felt like we could have more fun and get away with a little bit more over there and um, not misbehave but if i if i made a smart a, smart aleck comment it would usually get a laugh as opposed to um uh sort of a stern look which is what would happen at my dad's grandparents sometimes so uh or my dad's parents rather and so uh christmas eve was great we also uh so we would go over there and for a while we had sort of traditional Christmas meals, ham or turkey and and all the – but one year my grandma or or whoever decided, what are we doing? We do this for Thanksgiving. Let's lighten it up a little bit on Christmas Eve. And so it turned into like this wonderful (laughs) buffet of uh, appetizers and a gigantic party sub and uh, snacks and and chips and everything. (laughs) <laughs> and it was great. It just it kind of just loosened everything up. Um, you ate what you wanted, kind of when you wanted. There was no like real sit down and hey, let's have a meal. It was just more of a grab what you want when you want it, and let's just have some laughs and enjoy um, enjoy our time together. And uh, oh, I just loved how relaxed it was. And then uh, opening presents was always obviously as a kid. You, oh my gosh, you. Can't believe it! And my grandma and they—they gra- they had uh, little traditions. Every year, my grandma would give me. a... <laughs> <laughs> she would give me um, one of two things, sometimes both. Uh, either a tin of spam because uh, I loved spam so much, I still do. I'm uh, not not ashamed to admit it, and uh, it was just like a little stocking stuffer. She would give me a, a, a thing of spam. And, and I would unwrap it like a like a regular gift. and a uh, and or a box of booberry cereal, which was also one of my favorite things when I was a kid and not you couldn't always find booberry at the grocery store. So my grandma would find it any time of year and save it for me for Christmas. and sometimes. Uh, there's a good chance she bought it like the March before <laughs> because uh, well it was it had the consistency of chewing gum when I would <laughs> go to eat it but uh I always I always felt so special that they that my it was almost like a a thing where my grandma it was like oh she remembered uh, this year that uh, well she was thinking about me at a time when she didn't have to and she knew how much I loved it. It was just, an, and I bet she got a real kick out of each year going, Oh, I got to get Josh the spam or whatever. I, I, because uh, I get a kick out of doing things like that now. And my grandpa had this very cool tradition um, that, boy, this has to have come from when he was like a little boy. They always got a real Christmas tree and they had uh, traditional ornaments and tinsel and everything. But my grandpa every year would make. Ornaments out of walnut shells. So he would get walnuts and he would crack them open very carefully, uh, so that they were just two halves, and so they they didn't shatter or crumble, but it was just uh, two perfect halves. And he would scoop out all the uh, meat, the uh, walnut meat, and he would fill these walnuts with money. He would put uh, a couple quarters in there, or a folded up dollar bill, and then he would glue the walnut back together. And each year, we would go up to the. He would walk us up to the Christmas tree. Uh, my brothers and my cousins and I, and we could pick a walnut off the tree, and it was kind of like the lottery. You, you didn't. I mean, <laughs> obviously, if you picked up a walnut and it rattled, you knew there were coins in there. But if it didn't rattle, you, uh, you knew there was a dollar bill in there. <laughs> so eventually uh, I believe he just filled them all with dollar bills and uh but what an interesting cool thing. you would so then you would crack open the walnut and uh money inside and as a kid, getting a, a couple quarters or getting a, oh my gosh, some folding money, it was amazing. what a nice little uh, addition to uh, Christmas. And I still have one of those walnuts and it's glued together and it's on my Christmas tree today I never opened it uh I kept it and uh um it yeah and uh it rattles so I know that there are some coins in there not a dollar bill and uh I I, I smile every time I put that up every every year like, oh my gosh grandpa this was such a cool thing. And I decided this year that uh, unfortunately I can't start this year because I won't I won't be with my family uh, on Christmas and, and with my nieces and nephews, but I'm going to do that. I I, I want to carry that tradition on, um, uh, starting next year, and it'll just be something that my nieces and nephews and uh, any other you know uh, kid who who's in my life uh, you know you know uh, can can enjoy. I I think it's. Uh, I know it meant a lot to me, and I think it would mean a lot to them. And boy, I know it would mean a lot to my grandpa, knowing that that tradition lived on. Um, he always got a kick out of out of it, and and uh, boy, my gosh, we we sure did, and I still do when I hang that walnut up every year. And Christmas Eve was uh, terrific at Grandma and Grandpa Starkey's, and then we would, you know, eventually go home, and uh, we were tired. And it was cold and uh, we'd get home, but that was when we could get one present uh, on Christmas Eve. So we would sit down in the living room by our our Christmas tree and get to open one present. I think this is also a very popular tradition and what a terrific tradition it is to be able to open one gift. And typically they were um, not the smallest stocking stuffer or the biggest present that you were going to get on Christmas morning, but just a nice, uh, just a, a, a nice uh, gift. Oh my gosh, this is a taste of what's to come in 10 hours or so, or, uh, uh, well, let's say if it were 10 PM, uh, eight hours. I mean, my parents would be lucky if we waited until 6 AM to wake them up and go uh, find out what Santa brought us, but always really fun. And we had a lot of laughs, uh, doing that. And, uh, I don't remember, the only Christmas Eve present I really remember somebody getting, (laughs) my brother Joe uh, opened up a cassette single of MC Hammer's Too Legit to Quit. (laughs) And this memory sticks with me because he opened it up and he was so excited that he immediately... Uh, he must have been, I don't know, six or something. He immediately stood up and began singing and dancing to uh too legit to quit <laughs> and it killed. We all just lost it. We couldn't believe how funny it was. So I, I uh I certainly remember that. And then my gosh, we'd go to bed and uh talk, you know, as uh if you've ever shared a room with a brother or a sister, you know that there's a lot of chatter sometimes before you drift off to sleep. A lot of checking on each other's sleep status. Are you still awake? That kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, eventually, we did. We drifted off to sleep and would wake up throughout the night. Sometimes uh, take a trip to the bathroom to see if you could. Well, you p- probably had to go to the bathroom, but also see if you could sneak a peek. Um, you know, down the hall. See if there was anything sort of visible underneath the tree there. And then when we did get up, oh my gosh, running to uh, my parents' room and waking them up and then heading down uh, out to the, uh, the Christmas tree. Santa always put together whatever it was that we got. Um, I was always sort of uh, amazed by that, that we didn't get wrapped gifts. We got, they were fully assembled and ready for us to play with. And... <laughs> Uh, I have a couple theories on that, um, you know, (laughs) it's, I used to think, well, maybe Santa was lazy and didn't want to wrap, uh, all the gifts. He just wanted to throw them under the tree. But then I thought, wait a minute, a lot of this stuff takes some time to assemble and put together. There's nothing lazy about that. And then I, you know, I kind of came to realize, oh, I think this might now, now now my theory is this may have been a money issue. This may have been a hey. I know wrapping paper is only 2 or 3 bucks a roll or whatever, but if we don't have to buy it, let's not buy it. Let's uh just open up the uh this is uh yeah, maybe Santa said hey, no reason <laughs> for that. <laughs> anyway, boy, we would go uh uh, ch- check out our gifts, and Santa would always leave them in uh, separate sections. So I would there would be the Jeff area, you know, all the stuff he asked for, or, or close to were, were there, it was there, and and all the stuff was in, in one other section. So we all knew what we were getting immediately, and oh boy, we just had a ball, just, just, uh, just <laughs> a wonderful time. And then after we settled down a little bit with those gifts, we would get uh, a family gift, and. One year, I remember, uh, it was Teddy Ruxpin, and we uh, we couldn't believe it. Why? Because all year, we, or all season, we had heard that we would not be getting a Teddy Ruxpin. And uh, the family gift was always from my parents. It was not a Santa thing. And so, uh, my dad, looking back, my dad was so good at preparing us for disappointment and then surprising the hell out of us. He... He would let us know. Without We wouldn't even have to say, hey, Dad, we really want this. He would just go, hey, I bet you guys would like that, but I'm just going to tell you right now, don't even think about it. It's not going to happen. You're not getting it. And uh, every year we fell for this. Every year we went, okay, this is the year. Because financial trouble was like a real thing for us all year, so we didn't have – even though he would pull this on us every Christmas, we didn't have any reason to not believe him. <laughs> we, <laughs> and sometimes he would even um, throw in things like, "This year's been particularly tough. We uh, we had to really buckle down." You're not getting, uh, in this case, the uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Okay, and boy, when they when he <laughs> would come out uh, with with one of these family gifts that we were told we, there was no way we were getting, I mean, we just. Ah, yeah, you can imagine. Just hit the ceiling. A Super Nintendo. Oh, well, boy, I remember getting the, the regular Nintendo first. And I remember hearing about the regular Nintendo when my brother Jeff said, you know, they're coming out with this thing. Because we had, uh, like, a ColecoVision and an Intellivision, all these old gaming systems. but And they were fun. We loved them. But uh, when Nintendo came out... I remember my brother Jeff coming up to me and going, You know that Super Mario Brothers game we we try to play at Pizza Hut or whatever? I mean, like, yeah, I remember him going, There's a thing that lets you play that at home. (laughs) My mind was blown. I was like, Well, we have to get it. And uh, so, yeah, one year the family present was the Nintendo. And then another year it was the Super Nintendo. And uh, one. One year we got a robot, and uh, I <laughs> I don't remember what it was called, but I remember my dad going, you guys ready for the family gift? And we were like, oh, yes. And he pulled out this remote control, and this robot about the, about the size of a small trash can rolled into the living room, and it was carrying like a tray, and that was the family gift. And we loved it we we were like what um the th- but the thing sucked as we as we started to play with it and and like figure out what it could do it could do like nothing it was like a, essentially a remote control car it couldn't do anything it didn't talk if I, if i remember correctly and it didn't move its arms you could set things on the tray and it would you know wheel it to across the room or whatever and then i think it broke like immediately within a couple days so that ended up being a big flop uh, <laughs> unfortunately now looking back and some of you might be going Josh you talk about how your family didn't have any money but then you talk about getting presents and a a super nintendo and a robot and all. i i have a feeling um and i've not i've not asked my i've never asked my parents about this and i i could ask my mom um but i you know i don't know that they want to uh i don't know i there's no i guess there's really no reason to i, I think they really got themselves into some debt um over the holidays i they must have they um now we were paycheck to paycheck the house was very uh month to month so i can't imagine i mean if they were saving all year boy it wasn't much and uh i i mean i think they just had some a couple credit cards and they just went you know what our boys uh let, let's just try to give them a good christmas and they would go ahead and just rack up some credit card debt um oh boy i mean and looking back on that you know it's easy to it's easy to uh to try to be sort of um to think of it responsibly and go, oh man why, why would they do that? that's such a bad thing to do It ends up costing so much more money in the long run and uh, you know if you don't have the money you don't you can't spend, you can't get uh, boy I, I sure thank them for for putting themselves in that position. I mean what a sacrifice ugh um it just it just means so much to me that they they did uh, whatever it took to give us a nice, holiday and of course presents don't make the holiday you know there's a lot other of other stuff that go goes along with it but little kids who are constantly surrounded by other little kids who um uh you know particularly other like upper middle class kids and and if you're lower middle class and you don't always get what the other kids get or you don't always go on the vacations those kids get or have the same kind of food in the pantry and things like that. I mean, it does, it makes a difference. And they, my goodness, they really, uh, my parents really made some sacrifices, I think. And uh, I, I, boy, I'll uh, always be thankful for that, even if it wasn't necessarily the sm- the responsible thing to do. Um Duh. Uh, I'm, I'm in awe of uh, e- even outside of the holidays the, the sacrifices that parents make for their their children it's um ooh, it's uh, it, it's it, it's pretty amazing and what would happen after Christmas morning is we would have a few hours to kind of play with our new toys or video games or whatever uh, at home and then we would have to get dressed and get ready to go to my dad's parents. Uh, house, Grandma and Grandpa Arnold, and again, none of us were particularly excited to go over there. Now, don't get me wrong, my Grandma and Grandpa Arnold were two of the greatest people that ever lived, and I think you would say that if you just met them for a few minutes. You don't, ha- you didn't even have to be <laughs> um, a, a family member or a close friend to them. You would just know that they were wonderful people, so nice so generous but they were just uh, they uh were very um oh boy uh, not not prudes per se or anything like that but uh they just didn't like the same things that I liked if uh, my grandma grandpa Starkey for instance would take me to see lethal weapon two or uh uh, I remember they took me to see uh the Exorcist three <laughs> and all and we all loved it like you know like like they enjoyed it and I enjoyed it, and it was a great time. But when my grandma Arnold would take us to the movies, it was to see um you know the Care Bears movie or whatever. that's just how it was now my my two youngest brothers and I did talk my grandma grandpa Arnold into taking us to see Ace Ventura when that came out, the first one. And they were mortified. They, they couldn't have been more miserable and bummed out. And I think, and that's not like the filthiest movie you can see, but to, for their standards, they may as well have taken us to some X-rated movie. And I, they were doubly bummed out because they hated it. They hated the movie. They didn't, but they must have been so sad <laughs> and concerned with how hard my brothers and I were laughing. <laughs> they must have gone, Who are these kids? Uh, what has Larry done to them? This is. <laughs> oh, boy. And, uh... <laughs> but my gosh, I, I mean. Just the fact that my grandparents wanted to take us uh, somewhere. um, Oh, uh, so (laughs) I I just love that. So uh, but anyway, so we knew we weren't going to have as many, you know, we we weren't going to be as relaxed over there as we were at my other grandparents house. But hey, Christmas Day, loved my grandparents and, uh, you know, wanted to see my cousins and everything like that. But there was another problem on Christmas Day. And uh, you know, looking back, it's a slight, (laughs) slight issue or whatever. But as a kid, it was it was a little rough. Um, On my grandma and grandpa Starkey's side, my mom's side, the three siblings. My grandparents had three siblings, and then we were like the like uh, there were only like seven when I was little. There were only like seven or eight of us grandkids. Well, on my dad's side, they had uh, four kids and. And each of those four kids had a lot of kids, so there were a bunch more. And there were some extended cousins and things like that. Um, It was just a way bigger Christmas. And what uh, they decided over there one year was, hey, instead of people trying to buy presents for all of these kids, let's draw names. Which is a great system, and it works for a lot of families. But my parents had four boys and that meant that they had to draw four other names and buy presents for, you know, four of my cousins or whatever. And they, they couldn't afford it. And so they opted out of the name drawing uh, system, which meant that we, my, uh, my brothers and I didn't get presents over there. Now, my grandparents would still give us presents And uh, my aunt, who was also my godmother, would give me a a, a small gift or whatever. Um, But whenever the, uh, you know, the present opening time came, we would all sit down and uh, my brothers and I would watch my cousins open all their gifts. (laughs) And uh, I don't blame. uh, And it was hard. You know, as, as a kid, that stuff matters. And we grew to resent it and uh i was never upset with my i mean i may have been at first like mom and dad why why are we not a part of this and they would explain that it was a money issue but come to find out it was also there were there was another issue um one of my aunts uh, drew my brother john's name one year and uh He opened up a gift that was clearly um, like my cousin's old toy. It was a a board game, and it didn't have the cellophane on it, and it was missing pieces, and it was a dirtbag move (laughs) for my aunt to do this. Whether it was purchased at—maybe it was bought at a garage sale or something, but that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, too, of like, why would— Why would we make sacrifices and and spend money we don't have uh, for this when if one of my kids is going to get the shaft? I think that was kind of my dad's, so he opted out completely. And uh, yeah, it was it was a a bit of a bummer. I mean, we still had a good time over there, and uh, there was still a lot of warmth and love and and some laughs. But uh, it just it wasn't as exciting and fun as. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa Starkey's house. Now, my Grandpa Arnold had a tradition, though, that to this day, my brothers and I talk about, we just, at the time, didn't realize how cool this was, and now we're just like, oh, why didn't we appreciate this more when it was happening? My grandpa, all year, he, well, he he owned a hardware store, uh, independently owned in St. Louis. It was called Arnold Hardware, and he made uh, a very fine living uh, at it. And so he was. He loved tools, and he loved uh, uh, working with his hands and everything. So even after he retired and sold his hardware store, he would uh, throughout the year look for sales on tools, and he would buy up all these tools. And he would line them up on Christmas. Uh, he would he would lay them out all out on this table, and each grandkid, depending on how many tools were on the table, he would go go to that table and pick out three things. Sometimes he would go 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 pick out one thing, or he would you know whatever. Whatever it was that he spent that year, uh, we were. It was as a kid, you go, "Hey, thanks for the level and uh, <laughs> the uh, box of uh, screwdrivers or whatever." But then, as we started to get a little older, that was like a, that was such a huge highlight. Like, what tools can we get this year from Grandpa? And uh, it was it was great. And now I still have a ton of those tools that I uh, – but the difference is as, as like an adult, I'm using them. Like I use – I was able – I saved them up and my brothers did too. And then we kind of look back and go, man, why, why didn't we appreciate that more? Well, they were tools. I mean, what do you want a kid to do to get that excited for? But man, what an awesome thing. And uh, that's, uh, that's certainly a, a, fond, a fond memory I have uh, of Grandma and Grandpa Arnold. I think about my family a lot. During uh, the holidays, as I'm sure you do, too. And I think about these little traditions and, um, you know, it's interesting. The holidays are such a wonderful time, but they can also be a a tough time. I have a lot of sympathy for uh, for families who uh, have struggles like my family had um, financially. But. I want you to know, uh, if you're in that kind of situation, and and maybe more of you are this year, than than you have been in the past. Presents are great, and uh, um, you know, all, all the material stuff that that go along with the holidays are are really really fun. But looking back at my Christmases, we we got we didn't get a lot every year, but what we got was great. But it was the the time spent, and 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 it's easy to to uh, ignore that when you're a kid, or at least to not realize it when you're a kid. But when you're older, you go, oh my gosh. It's it's not so much uh, about the present as it is about the person you're giving it to, and uh, uh, or the, it's not so much about the present you're getting, but about who gave it to you and and w- what they must have been thinking about when they bought it for you and uh, um, how uh, you know how 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 much they care about you to get you something and it's uh, it, it's really 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 just a time uh, to give each other your appreciation and your love and your time that's that's always the best gift and uh, I, I really think these traditions, might be the greatest gift of the holiday season to have walnut ornaments or have a uh table of tools and then you know eventually uh one of your grandkids ends up doing that for their family too so it's uh i i really do cherish even though there were some tough moments all my my christmas memories and i do want to <laughs> i do want to um uh s- stop sharing memories or i the last memory i want to share with you is something that my mom <laughs> did a couple times uh each uh over the years and uh it it really would make us laugh at the time and it still makes me me laugh and smile and that is, she liked, we all had stockings and we would get stocking stuffers. Well, again, <laughs> uh, not to uh, hound, uh, you know harp on this too much, not a lot of money going around with my family. So she would occasionally find things that could become stocking stuffers. For instance, toys in a cereal box, <laughs> she thought, would make a fine Christmas gift or uh, you know stocking stuffer the problem was throughout the year my brothers and i would oh we would have boxes of cereal <laughs> and as we would get to the bottom of them excited about whatever toy was being advertised on the box and it was never in there we were we thought we were the most unlucky kids in the world where they just general mills forgot to package the cereal toy in our box. Little did we know that my mom would get home fresh from the grocery store, open up the box, and then just go elbow deep into the cereal, find the toy, yank it out, and hide it, so that she could put it in our stockings for Christmas. So uh, that that always amused us, but it got out of control when one year I uh, opened up. It. This wasn't even a stocking stuffer. She handed it to me as a present. It was wrapped. I opened it up, and they were CDs that I had ordered and paid for months before from BMG. They were—I was part of uh, a—I was working at the time. I was a teenager, and I would save my money, and I would order CDs from BMG, which was a male—it was a Columbia house. And I go, Mom, I was supposed to get these CDs like three months ago. And she goes, well, I— I thought I would surprise you now. (laughs) And I said, I was on the phone with BMG yelling at them because they said they shipped me these CDs and they charged me for them and I never got them. And she goes, well, it's uh... (laughs) a, I go, you stole my mail. This isn't a, this isn't a gift. This is a federal offense. And <laughs> she started laughing. And then, uh, you know, of course I laughed. And well, hell, I opened up the CDs that I had bought myself <laughs> months before. So, oh, I, uh, yes, a, a lot, a lot of fond memories for the holidays. And that brings me to what I would like for all of us to work on this week. Ah, that is That is some good music right there. That is. Oh, look at that. Did uh, Ebenezer learn his lesson? That's right. That's those bells you hear are still the ghosts from earlier. <laughs> so, it's a simple one this week, really. Uh, it's Christmas week. What I would like for all of us to do this week, is, uh, this? and by the way, this is not a cop-out. I had other ideas, but this was my favorite. I would like us all to just enjoy the holidays. Just kick back, have fun, don't worry too much about anything. Don't worry about, uh, you know, don't feel obliged to do too many things. Just enjoy the people you're with and the season, all right? I think you will. I hope you do. I hope uh, you have a wonderful Christmas or whatever it is you're celebrating. And I hope that you'll come uh, hang out with me next week and we can uh, talk about our Christmases and, uh, you know, maybe uh, the new year. So uh, thank you so much for spending time with me this week. And uh, my goodness, Merry Christmas.